Uh, girl, if there's one thing that I took away from this, it is that I do not miss MySpace, nor do I really remember how to use it. This is a journey. This whole thing is one big roller coaster, and we just spend yeah. a lot of time on the MySpace, yes. as it's referred. <laughs> Patrick Hines. Hi, you guys. Welcome to True Crime Obsessed. Oh, hi. Thanks so much. Remember we used to sing the title way back in the day? I feel like we used to sing it. I'm not talking about us singing our names, which we haven't done in a minute. Uh-huh. But I feel like we used to say True Crime Obsessed. Let's sing our names just for the hell of it. We're here now. Sure. Ready? Jillian Pensavale. Patrick Hines. True Crime <laughs> Obsessed. <laughs> Right? Is that it? That's you it. You guys, if you want more GP and me, and who could blame you, as I, I mean, used to say all the time. You heard that, right? Of course you want more. I mean, come on. Over 200 ad-free full bonus episodes to download and binge right this second on the Patreon. Right now, uh, we are covering, what. Well, where are we at right now? It's either murder among the Mormons or yes. this is a robbery. I mean, honestly, oh talk about journeys, both of them. <laughs> Well, it's also where we covered Night Stalker and Serial, Making a Murderer, The Staircase, The Jinx, one of our classics, The Jinx. Yeah. Tiger King, Don't F with Cats, McMillions. We never mentioned McMillions on this list, but we totally did McMillions. Lacey Peterson, we got a shout out from the My Favorite Murder Girls because they listened to our coverage of the Lacey Peterson doc and they really thought we were very funny. That's amazing. Thanks, friends. Hi, Karen and Georgia. Hey, girls. Also, you guys, join our Facebook group if you're looking for your true crime best friends. It's the True Crime Obsessed podcast. Podcast discussion group. Almost 40,000 people in there just hanging out, sharing the memes, sharing their dog pictures. Yeah, make sure you answer all the questions to get in because we're not accepting any trolls, okay? So please, <laughs> not doing it. girl what are we talking about today highly requested highly requested uh it's on netflix it's called why did you kill me great title Uh uh-huh we get the answer um (laughs) eventually it's roundabout but i have to tell you the opening credits are an old like windows computer starting up that sound is a time machine is what that sound is it's a time (laughs) machine myspace i was obsessed with it I knew how to make it look like this girl on MySpace is real. It looked like I belonged. My typing was acting. Pretending to be her, I think that's what made it difficult at the end. Making someone fall in love with someone who's dead is not a good feeling inside. My daughter Crystal and my son Justin get right up here. I look over, I see the gun. Bang, bang, bang. They said, Crystal's been shot. The last thing I got to say to her, I promised her that I was going to get them. They're going to pay. He had told me people involved had MySpace. Aunt Belinda came up with the idea of making Crystal on MySpace. I said, I can get information for you. We decided to name her Angel. I'd drive past their houses and go take pictures of the vehicles, and I think we found them. Belinda was just kind of a psycho. This is going to screw stuff up. Now you start threatening them. We did things that you can't even think of. For those things, we get nightmares. I wanted him to hurt like we were hurting. I just want to know why. She ideas that that's him. He was the only father figure I ever had. They want to meet me. What do I do? And she goes, tell him yes. Nobody's innocent here. Everything has a breaking point. I told him, okay, everybody, no violence. But in the back of my own mind, I still knew I was going to kill him. My first question is, how is this a MySpace thing? How is, did this happen so long ago that we're talking about MySpace, but still everybody interviewed seems like they're still in high school? <laughs> yeah, there's one person in particular who just seems, who looks very, very young, but she honestly is like, she's a badass. Yeah. But this all took place in 2006, and MySpace was all the rage back then. Steve and I met on MySpace. Steve and I got together because of MySpace. Oh my God. Yeah. He. A long story short, you can find it on an after party but he found me on match.com but I wasn't there anymore Right. and Ellen Marsh who had written my profile had put my full name in my match.com account and so he put that into MySpace and found me and sent me a message you know I can't believe there was a time where it's like you're not Googing you're just going straight to MySpace to search someone's name (laughs) so 
we open on February 24th, 2006, or kind of. We open on, like, this woman, Belinda Lane, sort of starting to tell us the story of what happened this night. We were coming out of the house. This is going to be my car in the driveway. And then the Ford Expedition drove past, and you could just see every seat was filled. Crystal Juan and my son Justin were getting in the car. This thing that happened happened in her neighborhood, and she has a full-scale model of her neighborhood in her basement. This was the question I was telling you about earlier. Who made that model? Did she make it, or did the filmmakers make it? I have the same question. I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure, it's, but it's a perfect replica. Yeah. There's like a white Ford Expedition, which is like a big deal, but it's like a perfect yeah. replica of that car. It's unbelievable. And it's also like, it's also beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's like working street lamps and yeah. shit. Oh yeah, the lights are real on that sh- on Do- that street. Totally. And it's like right in front of our house, so there's like a little version of her home. I know. Who made that? I want to know who made that. I, I do too. Call us, Belinda. Actually... <laughs> We have very complicated feelings on Belinda. We will get into that. Right. So here's what happened. It's this horrible crime. So it's 8.43 that night. And Crystal, Belinda's daughter, is named Crystal. And she's with her brother, Justin. And they're driving down the street. They don't even make it to the corner. This white Ford Expedition pulls up. A guy gets out. Right as we came around, I look over. And there's a guy with a hooded sweater with a gun. Probably a foot and a half away from me. I see the gun. And he was moving his mouth, like trying to work his way up to it. Bang, bang, bang. Shoots into the car, drives away, and Crystal dies. And we see footage of Justin, like, rushing to get help. It is devastating. It's devastating. It's awful. And, like, after the shooting happens, like, they drive to a parking lot of, like, a grocery store. And they drive right up to the door. And the door is opening and closing. And we see the security footage. I mean, like, this was so fucking sob-worthy. Yeah, it's horrible. You see him cradling his sister in his arms. And, like putting his head against her head and she's dead. And like talking to her, like stay with me. Stay. Like you can hear him like begging for her life. It is, yeah. it is devastating. It's, it's horrifying. And like their friend was also in the car and you see him running in through the doors asking for help. Yeah. It's silent, but you can, re- you can feel the panic. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It's fucking terrible. So this is where we meet Jamie. She's Crystal's cousin and I am mildly obsessed with slash worried about her. I could not agree more. So they tell us that she's 23 years old in her lower third. She looks not a day over 14, this girl. Do you have my notes? <laughs> Did I accidentally share my notes with you? What if I hadn't watched it and I was just working off your notes? They are extensive, let me tell you. You could. You could do that. You can come in here blind and still nail it with the kind of notes I take. I don't doubt it. I feel like reading your notes is probably fucking better than watching the documentary. You learn more. You learn more reading reading your notes and watching the thing. And I just talk to my notes like it's you sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) You're like, girl, settle down, girl. Bring it back, girl. That's in here too. That's in here too. So Jamie was really, really close to Crystal. First memory of Crystal I have, she liked to play baby dolls with me. And she would always ask me questions. Oh, Jamie, did Annabelle get her bottle? She would make like, she would make my playtime fun. She really did. She opened my imagination. She made sure that I knew that nothing's impossible. Everything is possible. Jamie says this really sweet thing where Crystal was older and really cool, but she really saw Jamie. Like, she didn't talk down to her. She didn't treat Jamie like the little kid she was. She was just, like, the cool older cousin who just, like, spoke to you like a person. Yeah, and so, like, Jamie is telling us that the night that this all happened, she, maybe she was living with her grandmother or whatever, but the grandmother is crying in the living room, and, you know, she goes out there, and, like, the grandmother just tells this little girl. I mean, at the time of Crystal's death, she she must have been four. 14 or something like that. She was 14 going on 15, actually. Yeah. And, like, the grandmother says Crystal's been shot. Like, she just tells this young kid in the middle of the living room that her cousin has been shot. Yeah. And so Jamie, to process it, writes a blog. I went on MySpace. Tonight a horrible tragedy has happened. I blogged about that. That's how I got my emotions out. I didn't cry at home. I just typed. I just let my fingers go and type away. 
So we learned a little bit about Crystal. She was fearless, yeah. loved heights and roller coasters. Yeah. She was really lucky. Like, Please do not blow past us. This is a very important detail you're about to say. Her mother tells us the story where she puts like five bucks into some random slot machine at a casino. Yeah. She wins 38 thousand dollars thirty eight thousand dollars <laughs> what and does it just like like blow it because like when you win that it feels like yeah. free money which like yeah, it yeah, is yeah. but it just feels yeah. she is smart about it she takes that money she invests it in this heating air conditioning business with her husband that really really took off and they were like yeah. she turned that 38 grand into like a nice chunk of change i've got about 800 questions do you have an hour i do do you think when she won the thirty eight thousand dollars and all the coins came flooding out like it happens in cartoons. I, I hope so. I mean, I definitely think there were bells and whistles and yeah. ding, 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 ding. Like $38,000. That's got to be a jackpot, right? I Of course. But here's my other question. When I spent that one night in Vegas with Rebecca and Rabia yeah. and I fucking hated it so much. Yep. I took out like 40 bucks and I went to a casino. The only game I could figure out how to play was the slot machine. Yeah. Slot machines, if you've never played one, they're not what you guys think they are. The things don't always line up, even if you don't win. Uh -huh. In order to win a slot machine, the things have to actually line up and they have to be like a winning formation. The lining up is not a foregone conclusion. I... Right. <laughs> it was that brand new information that it has. It's like they call them like pay lines or something. And it's different depending on whatever the. Yes. So Crystal's husband, as we learned from Belinda, fell back into drug use and violence, which is yeah. like, OK. So Crystal, again, smartly leaves him. Yeah. Crystal has no fucking time for that shit. Have you seen her? She was so beautiful. She yeah. can't sneeze without winning thirty eight thousand dollars. This girl's got it all going on. I mean, she put in a nickel and she walks away with thirty eight grand. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> So then we meet Detective Rick Wheeler from the Riverside Police Department. He tells this charming story. We have a picture of a Grim Reaper that sits on the desk of the person who's next up. So it's like death is always kind of waiting. And when you're at the top of the list, that's your case. So you have no idea what you're going to catch. Get it? Because like death is always waiting. I'm like, I get it, Rick. I, I was like, it's a little dark. It's a little dark, you guys. Charmed, Rick. So charming. And then he has to mansplain, like, get it? Because death. I'm like, yeah, Rick. Wait, what are your feelings about Rick? Do you hate him? Because I kind of like him. I No, I don't hate him. I just did, I didn't need to be mansplained about what the Grim Reaper is. And like, that. You're like, uh, yes, right. So the homicide division handles death. Thank you, Rick. This yeah, is not my first fucking rodeo. Uh, but anyway, like, Rick gets, his case, gets Crystal's case. That's why he's here. Well, I was just going to say, Rick tells us that, like, my first murder case was a gang shooting those are always extremely difficult that one case unfortunately remains open right now uh, my second one was the crystal theobald case I, mean, I can't let two go. There's just no way that two are going to go. But it started off pretty rocky. The first case he got was a gang shooting. He didn't solve it. That case no. is still open. And that's why he's like, I couldn't let two go. Like, I couldn't yeah. let my first two murders yeah. go unsolved. Oh, and by the way, he doesn't solve this case either. Like, let the women do the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let, yes. Just, like, yeah. enough already. But there's, like, a lot. What's Crystal's mom's name? Belinda. Belinda. <laughs> Love Belinda or hate her, she really goes to town in this episode. Belinda's got some big ideas. If nothing else, she's got some big ideas. Girl. Right, but like speed, like Jamie. We'll get there in a second. Jamie <laughs> is a woman doing doing yeah. the legwork here for real. So Detective Rick is on this case. You know who hates him? Belinda. I didn't like him. I didn't like him. Didn't, didn't like him one bit. And I didn't call the police to help me. If I had an issue, I didn't. It wasn't the police I called. Did you get that? Do you turn the mic up? Didn't like him. I didn't. Is this thing on? Didn't like him. Didn't like him. But that's because Belinda and her family do not like or trust law enforcement. And right. this is where we learn more about this family. Like, I didn't see this coming. They live in kind of a dangerous area that's sort of like disputed gang territory. Everyone in this family has had run-ins with the law. But like, like I've said a million times, there's plenty of people in this country. Like, they don't call the police when they feel unsafe. Like, that of makes course. them feel less safe. Right. And Belinda is one of those people for sure yeah yeah and she and when she said that i'm like yeah okay yeah. that makes sense to me belinda she also says that like when she has an issue it's not the cops i called she doesn't tell us exactly who it is she calls <laughs> i was waiting it's just like ends on yeah. an ellipsis and i'm like belinda <laughs> 
What's going on? What are you hiding? We'll get into what she's hiding because she's hiding a lot. She also has um, a friend named Amber with a U, A-M-B-U-R, who's got a lot of choice words about blind. <laughs> I thought it's Christy. There's two. There's Amber and Christy, but I attributed most of the quotes to Amber because it's Amber with a U, which I just couldn't get over. Oh, see, I have Christy in my notes. Good. Okay, good to know that we're not. you're not reading my notes. You're not stealing my shit. <laughs> So we learn like this gang in the neighborhood is 5150. That's the name of the gang. 5150 kind of came into existence for us in Riverside uh, around 2003, give or take. They tried to establish themselves and and made some inroads uh, into being a particularly violent and confrontational gang, graduating to assaults, to shootings, to then uh, murdering three people within the city in, in the course of two and a half to three years. Now, Belinda is we get a lot of audio of her like she finally the family finally starts to open up to the cops a little bit because they want to get to the bottom of Crystal's murder. Yeah. So Belinda is just like, oh, the shooter was super young. I mean, he was a kid. Believe me, if I saw him, I would know him in a second. Like, let, let's yeah. do this. He had a real, real baby face. Yep. So Belinda immediately is like, that's him. She picks this kid out from a bunch of photos. OK. And we see yeah. the cops interview this kid. He is a kid. I'm not saying that lightly. Oh, my God. He's like 11 or 12 years old. He's like a little kid totally and so like the he's like i wasn't there i don't know what you're talking about i wasn't there i I know that you were though i got somebody who identified you and the cops are doing that thing where it's like yeah but we know you were because we had someone id you like we know you were there and just be honest with us yeah they tell us thank god this kid's alibi is super strong like belinda made a false id but we see this kid this is like gutting he has hysterical crying saying i just want to go home the fear in his voice is like it cuts so it's like it's 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 it'll stay with you it's horrible i mean it totally stayed with me it's like every wrongful conviction this poor fucking kid just like trying to stay out of trouble now he's like being they're pinning a murder on this like it's it's brutal it's brutal to watch this thing and he's a black kid that should be said out loud so of course he's thinking like this is it now like this is it for me and so it cuts back to belinda crystal's mother who like obviously has suffered a brutal tragedy but she has the audacity to say they really didn't explain things to me well enough like you make one mistake and identify somebody that's not involved they can no longer use what you have to say when it comes to court they can't use anything else you have to say in court and i thought maybe that's just common sense, Belinda. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't go around falsely identifying people. Like, this is a reason why there are so many, like, wrongful convictions, right? One of the many reasons there are. Yeah. Because this is horrifying. Belinda wants answers. He looks enough like the guy, I guess. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. the kid's like 11, 12 right. years old. And yeah. she was just like, whatever. Like, he's probably wanted for anything anyway. I don't think she really thought about it. I think she wanted to say, that's him. And then yep. she's shocked to be like, I guess this complicates things a little bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, and thank God. Thank God. Like, she can't now be a witness at trial because Lord only knows what she would say. I know. I know. So now we're back with Jamie, the cousin who really looked up to Crystal. Yeah. She learns. She's like queen of MySpace. She knows everything there is to know about MySpace. She really knows how to like pimp out a MySpace page. She wants us to know. She knows about fonts and colors and sparkles. And sparkles and like, you know, gifts and all this crazy stuff. So she's like. I guess I was uh, talking to Nick on MySpace. And he had told me how the guys, the people involved, had MySpace. He said, they all have profiles. And I talked to my Apple and I said, MySpace, I can go on there, I can search for you, I can get information for you. This like badass, tough murdering gang, they're all on MySpace and obsessed with MySpace. Which just which seems is like, so weird. okay, that's I a jerk, that's a range. So you're gonna go out and like try to be the most violent and confrontational gang there is, but also like gotta check the top eight. Can you remind me what top eight is again? I don't remember. It was like you had your MySpace profile, right? And all, you know, yeah. your sparkly fonts or whatever you had. Yeah, and yeah. then of all of your friends on MySpace, there was a grid of four and right. four. So it was like, and you got to pick who was in your top eight to like highlight those yes. friends of yours. And it was, oh it got, God, it got real political at times. <laughs> Who's in my top eight? Why am I your second? Why am I not your first? Like this I it was a whole remember. thing. Oh my God. Ellen and I had more than one fight over where we fell on each other's lists. Nauseating. It's top eight. Can you imagine the two of us? <laughs> no, I can't. It's I, my, I have a headache already. I can't. 
Who cares? <laughs> Your top eight. Unbelievable. Top eight. I know, I know, I know. But so Jamie goes to Belinda, Crystal's mom, and she says, I can get all the information about these guys on MySpace. Like, I can do it all myself. And Belinda's like, well, that's great, because she says, I knew nothing about the social media. I wasn't on the MySpace. I didn't know anything about the MySpace. The MySpace. And I'm like, Belinda, you're really pulling your mom card out here. I totally get it. But that's how I feel where I'm like, I am on TikTok to follow the dogs. Like, I, there are right. several dogs and like cool indigenous pages and stuff that I really like following. But yeah. like, I'm not going to do TikTok. I'm, is, do I you know. do TikTok? Do you make a TikTok? I don't even see it. Like, I am now Belinda. She's like, that's great. I'm not doing any of it. And Jamie's like, I am a 14 year old girl. I can handle yes. the MySpace. Don't worry about it, Belinda. And, like, basically, Jamie starts a catfish operation. She is so young at the time. How is she so good at this? Because she's I saying... I was excited. You want to give me this chance? You want to give me responsibility? I thought to myself, how can I snoop better? How can I snoop better? She Googs yeah. pretty yeah. girl. She yes. finds, like, photos of this really beautiful girl that was wearing a superhero shirt. And she goes... She got a supergirl shirt on. I was like, you're going to be my supergirl. I just wanted a pretty face, a pretty body, and it was going to be my brain behind it. You're going to be my super girl. And I'm like, oh my God, Jamie's <laughs> on a mission. I know. It, it just made me think of Megan from Catfish. If you guys have not listened to our Catfish episode, go listen to it. But like that girl, Megan, who wasn't real, became famous because she was in Cat. Like all these people, when you're stealing somebody's image and using them for a catfishing operation, that's a real fucking person. Right. Like who is this super girl? Because she is beautiful. It's a great yeah. photo. But like... Who is she? Does she know she I, was involved in any of this? I know. I don't know. I really don't know. Because it gets pretty dicey. It gets pretty I, dicey. I, right, right. So they named this Supergirl Rebecca. And so Jamie made this profile specifically for the 5150 gang members. These guys are trash. Yeah, and she has things like, and it's it really is like, it's almost like a dog whistle in a way where it's like she has yeah, like strength, yeah. respect, loyalty, you know, to like speak to the gang members. Her little quote was, where's the party at? Come real or don't come at all. Yeah. She writes down that she's curvy. Like, I think yeah. MySpace maybe had a body type thing, which is such fucking trash. Oh my God, they totally did. Yeah. They totally did. I remember having to check average and hoping that I qualified. Oh my God, who cares? <laughs> like, her occupation was party animal. Ha 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 ha. You know, oh like, this God. was so for the guys. And so, she friended all of them. I had the top eight. I befriended all of them. Clicked on that person's profile, went to their top eight. Added all of their top eight. You got clicked and everyone got clicked and everyone got added. And I just kept adding and adding until I had a MySpace full of guys that were 5150 and it looked like I belonged. I just kept going and adding all these friends till I had a list, like a whole friends list just full of 5150 and I looked like I belonged. Holy shit, Jamie. Yeah, and this 14-year-old girl who's now fucking with a gang goes to her, her aunt Belinda and Belinda's like, good job, girl. Get as much information as you can. Somebody take care of Jamie, please. I know. Somebody be fucking looking after Jamie. I know. And so, and Belinda doesn't take this delicately at all. She's like, uh, find out who had that white Ford expedition and Jamie's like, girl, we got to play the long game. Give me three days at three least before days. I start asking what kind of car they drive. But Jamie was good. She's like, my typing was acting. Like, she yeah. really fell into the role. She really wanted to get to the bottom of her favorite cousin's murder. And, like, she's right. in it. She's in it. Yeah. So this is where we learn a little bit more about, like, what happened that night when Crystal was shot and killed. So Belinda's got a bunch of sons. They're all either in gangs, too, or sort of tangentially related to them. But we learned that Belinda isn't being super forthcoming with the cops. We learned there was another Ford Expedition. Everyone in this fucking neighborhood's got a Ford Expedition. Yeah. And Robbie, Belinda's son, Crystal's brother, was in one of them that night, like the night of the shooting. Right. There's tape of Robbie, the son, lying to the cops saying that he wasn't there but he was there and so yeah. now Rick detective Rick is like okay well now I have to look into the family I think we started doing some follow-up on the family I learned that the Lane Theobald family had some issues back in the day people had been arrested prison 
Your mom gave me that false ID. Like, maybe I should be looking into the family just to see, like, what's going on. And this is exactly what the family didn't want. But they keep lying, so here we are. But it cuts to Belinda, and she literally goes, My boys, you know, they're boys. And they're going to have their problems, and they like to fight, and whatever they do. Well, you know, boys will be boys. You know how you know how I feel <laughs> I about that. I know. I was literally like, Belinda, don't do this. It's so funny. I was kind of couching how in my notes how I felt about Belinda because I thought, I, I almost texted you at one point. I was like, I think Belinda might be trash. But then I thought you might be mad. But I, I'm happy that we're kind of on the same page about this. I think she meant well until she didn't. It's just yeah. like, there's a lot yeah. happening. But I understand like your daughter was murdered in front of your home. Like yeah. I would probably make some not great decisions too totally. in order to get to the bottom of this, right? So then she boys will be boys is us, however you want to say it, <laughs> right. which makes me insane. And then Belinda also has a record. She used to deal meth and also yeah. do a lot of meth. And this is when we meet Christy, her friend. Yeah, and Belinda tells us that like- Well, you know, it started out a little weekend fun, but then became mom this little helper it was like that's how you go to work and work two jobs and take care of five kids in the house and she moms explains to us and i say that in a good way that like look i had five fucking kids i had to work two jobs i had to keep up a house i had to stay awake girl like that was kind of how she got through it right and i'm sure like you make a lot of money selling that i'm sure maybe yeah. i mean you know and then she says belinda says like we were doing drugs but like we were really keeping it under wraps and christy's like it was very obvious it was very no it's christy who says i mean the kids were always around but not seeing we, they weren't seeing that we weren't doing drugs in front of the kids and then amber who's crystal's best friend is like they tried to hide it as much as they could but it was super obvious uh it was super obvious that they were doing meth at the fucking yes, kitchen table yes, yes. all the time we're trying to do our homework <laughs> So, Belinda, like, the thing is, when you do something awful and then you take responsibility for it and you want us to be appreciative of taking responsibility for it. Like, she wants a medal for what she's about to say. Yeah, because Belinda says, like, the real problem was when I was selling drugs and going to jail. Uh -huh. And she says this so matter-of-factly. She goes, I sold a lot. I did a lot of damage out there in all of Riverside. I, I did. I put a lot of drugs on the streets, a lot. I did a lot of damage out there. And I was like, Belinda, I feel like you want us to, like, thank you for your honesty, girl. Right. Or to be like, well, you know, she admitted to the damage. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm... No. I'm struggling to get there. I don't, I don't have a single medal or fuck to give you, Belinda. I'm all out of medals and I'm all out of fucks and awards and trophies. And I'm struggling to get there. I can't. I'm just, I know you want me to get there, Belinda. I just, uh -huh. I'm not budging. I'm going to no. stay right where I am. I'm not, I'm not meeting you in the middle. Yep. No, yeah, it's bad. It's bad, Belinda. And you know it. And I'm not giving you a trophy. But Detective Rick is saying to us now, like, so now the idea of who might be responsible for this opens up a little bit more that... Is it something from somebody's past issues in prison? Is it somebody's past issues with gangs? Is it uh, somebody owed somebody money or drugs? Or you know, all of a sudden now the world of possibilities opens up even further because there is this compromising situation with the victim family. And Rick is sitting here saying, if they just would have told me, yeah, we could have we could have done this earlier, and we could have exactly. sort of like had a better a better handle on this thing. Yeah. I, again, I'm going to say, and I know you agree with me, I don't begrudge anybody who doesn't trust cops in a situation like this. I, I you mean, know we're what talking I mean? to, to brown people right now. Yeah. Of course yeah. they don't trust cops in like a not great neighborhood. Like, of course. I don't, I don't right. blame them for that at all. At all. Let's stop killing people, everybody. And then we don't have to talk about this at all. How about that? I feel like if we, if we just cut it off right at the top, like don't yeah. murder, right? Like it right. just, <laughs> have I said that recently? Just don't be garbage. Yeah. Stop murdering. Don't rape. Like don't, get meth off the street. Let the <laughs> weed live. Yes. Weed's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's not a problem. <laughs> uh, so Jamie, the cousin, is on MySpace constantly. And this is becoming an obsession. Every day. You get out of school, walk straight home. Hours upon hours, from 3 o'clock in the afternoon till 1 o'clock in the morning, I'd be on there. She'd come home from school. She'd be on MySpace from 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 1 a.m. And Belinda's like, cool, Jamie, we need more. What are you doing? You're being lazy. And Jamie's I like, I'm 14. 
I know. I just want Jamie to be involved in an after-school activity. Join the drama club, Jamie. Come on. I was going to say, theater is really yeah. great for getting out your creative. She's clearly creative. Totally. You know that the fucking the, the drama club's doing Godspell this year. Just go try out, Jamie. You're going to get- Just do it. You, just go. I don't want you on MySpace messing with gang members. I want you in the drama club. Or go play soccer, sweetheart. Anything. Right. And Belinda says that only in the worst possible way because she's like, you know what, Jamie? Right. My 14-year-old niece or whatever, <laughs> you're not doing enough. No. So Belinda is like, we're not getting enough with Rebecca, this like yeah. this catfish person, right? So Belinda says to Jamie, you know what you should do? Make a MySpace, but it's Crystal. Make them fall in love with Crystal. And so Belinda's like, I'll take the lead on this, you dumb 14-year-old, like you idiot, who's who's done so much for me already. So it's yeah. Crystal's yeah. photo, but the yeah. name on the account is Angel. And like, I think she wants another award for I this, know. for this I know. line. She says, she she writes in her like bio or however it worked on MySpace. I was going to be their biggest life mistake and their deepest, darkest, best kept secret. I will be your biggest life mistake and your deepest, darkest, best kept secret. Dipping deep into the well, Belinda. And I'm like, the tough gang guys fall for this shit? Really? <laughs> Sounds like a little much. <laughs> I but the answer is yes, because they ate it up. The DMs go bananas. I mean, like, Angel's profile is up for two minutes, and like yeah. she gets every gang member from 5150. And totally. one of them is named William Sotelo. His profile is one of those guys who thinks it's cool to be dumb and yeah. where it's like oh I don't watch movies I watch porn fuck books yeah. fuck reading where it's like cool story brah yeah pick up a fucking book oh and then meanwhile when we actually meet this guy down the road he's like working really hard to get his GED and like actually has a head on his shoulders but he's like presenting as though he's some like you know what I mean like that's yeah. the worst part of the whole deal is that he's a kid who's actually trying to do something with his life but then like wants the world to think he's a loser right because he says like on his profile it's like I'm from the 5150 and I'm down to to kill but really oh he wants to God. be a chef and it's like be yeah. a chef read a book and be a chef cook a nice <laughs> meal Jesus Christ so he's the target now right like Belinda says to Jamie you gotta be really on the angel slash crystal account and we're going for this William Sotelo guy so it's April 2006 it's two months after Crystal's death and like they're telling this guy William Sotelo that we told him uh, Angel's mom's in prison for uh, cooking meth and I thought maybe that'd get him to open up a little bit about drugs or prison. He came back opposite of what I would have thought. It was actually the opposite. He was actually like really sweet and caring. Yeah, like if you ever need to talk, I'm here. I can't stop thinking about you. I would give you everything. I've never felt this way. And I'm like, yeah. men, feel your feelings. We don't we don't go into those like gender normative fucking stereotypes, whatever. But like, you've been MySpace DMing for two weeks. <laughs> I know. I just like, know. it's another place I just can't get to. I mean, I, I mean, clearly, like, if I'm really going to break it down psychologically, again, I have yeah. no qualifications to do this. But yeah. he wanted some kind of real connection because his whole life was a front of being totally. a tough guy. So, like, yeah. it's in the, it's some crazy fucked up way that Belinda didn't plan on. Yeah. Angel slash Crystal was kind of exactly what William Sotelo was looking for. It's crazy. Totally. So, here's what happens. This William oh guy invites Crystal slash Angel to a party. He wants to meet her. They want to meet me, like, what do I do? And she goes, well, well, tell them yes. And then send them a message, like, at the very last minute and say you can't make it. Belinda's, like, over her shoulder, like, looking at the computer screen, like, screaming at her 14-year-old niece to handle this. Like, backseat typing. Belinda, like, totally. learn the MySpace if you want to do this. Learn it. Totally. Totally. Google it and figure it out and learn it. <laughs> so Belinda's like, say yes and then cancel at the last minute. And Jamie does yeah. that. But William is adamant. And he's like, I'll pick you up. Don't worry about it. And Jamie says, yeah. perfect. What kind of car should I look for? Which is what Belinda wanted her to say two weeks ago is the first question. It's Jamie totally. played the long game and it worked out beautifully. Chef's kiss. And he says, just look for the white Ford Expedition. And this is like, bum, bum, bum. Like, this yeah. is the moment. I'm like, oh yeah. my God. Oh my God. I know. It, it fucking works. So, Belinda calls Detective Rick to tell him about this William guy and the White Ford Expedition. And she's like, it's fucking him. And I'm like, not so fast, Belinda. We've been down this road with you before. Remember when you ID'd that 11 year old boy who didn't fucking do it? Who's hysterically sobbing, who I can still hear in my head because it's that heartbreaking. And now, just to, just to be clear, this William guy, his nickname is Jokes. Like, I yeah. tell jokes. That kind of. I, I'm not saying I tell jokes. I'm just saying like, like a jokey, haha, but jokes. But Belinda also tells Detective Rick about the MySpace account at this point. And Detective Rick is like, well, that's really dangerous. Keep going. I think at the beginning I told her, uh, I wish you would have told me you were starting this. So I would have known ahead of time. 
but um, rolling through the uh, the comments from these various guys that were just head over heels for this girl. Yeah, it's no wonder they got lured in. It, it was the great way to set it up. Next time, next time you do this, can you just let me know beforehand so I can sign <laughs> yeah. off on it? And because he, I've got, he, Detective Rick is like, you're my second case and I still haven't solved anything. So if you could go ahead and solve this for me, even if it gets you killed, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. so much. Sorry much. And so even today, he's like, I got, it was a great way to set him up. Like, I, like props <laughs> I to Melinda and Jamie. Like today, he's like, it was pretty good. I kind of yeah. hated it for the record. Like if the <laughs> chief is listening, hated it, but it was pretty good. But we were going to solve this bitch one way or another because I'm not having two cold cases on my sheet. We're solving this son of a bitch, god damn it. <laughs> so of course the detectives just go out and get jokes. This William joke guy, like they could just pick anybody up for any reason and bring him downtown. I think when you have a bit of a rap sheet and these guys yeah. are kind of known, they have books with their photos in them. I think it's like, all yeah. right, William, like get in the <laughs> trunk or whatever. <laughs> I thought you said, all right, William, get in the trunk. And they <laughs> no. made the guy ride in the trunk down to the station. <laughs> one day. That'll happen. And there'll be a doc made about it, and we'll talk about it for 90 minutes. So Rick needs to get in touch with this guy because Rick is like, okay, so I guess William Jokes was the driver. So if he's the driver, because he was driving his white Ford Expedition, he must know who the shooter is, right? right. So they call in William slash Jokes. This is where we learned that he was studying to be a chef, like really trying to turn his life right. around for totally. real, despite what his totally. MySpace page says. <laughs> so this guy, William Jokes, says, I'm going to tell you the truth because I wasn't involved with it. It just happened. The problem is, is if you sit here and tell me I wasn't there. All right, like, I'll, I'll say the truth. But That's what I want you to tell me. Just tell me the I truth. wasn't involved in it because it just happened. So, according to this William guy, it's 836. It's seven minutes before the shooting. They're in that neighborhood right by Crystal's house. There's seven people in his car. Mm -hmm. They're all in a white, his white expedition. A different white expedition comes and cuts them off, like almost hits their car. And like a chase ensues because of it. And this guy, Julio, who's part of the gang and he's in William's car, gets out of the car to go get the other car that, that cut them off and almost ran into them. And William is saying the other Ford expedition was firing into our car. They were shooting at us. That's why we had to shoot back. And Detective Rick is like, And you said that you were getting shot at. Did your car get hit? No, never. Um, I don't think you got hit. Because that's pretty close, man, for them not to hit you. I'd have thought you'd been hit. Actually, no, they missed us every time. And Detective Rick is like, I don't, that sounds suspect to me. Right, and there's no evidence that that's what happened. But that other car is Robbie. Like, that's Crystal's family and that other exactly. white expedition, right? Yeah. So this Julio guy who, like, gets out while, like, guns are blazing, actually, right. and, like, starts yeah. shooting, he hasn't been seen since. Like, he's, and, and William's like, this dude's a fucking psycho, but he's gone now, and, you know, he's the prime suspect. At this point, we take a little bit of a left turn, and we meet this guy. His name is Man. Well, Lemus, and he's another former 5150 gang member. He is incognito. He's not, he didn't go full, like, put me in shadow, but he's wearing a hat and sunglasses. He for real does not want us to know. He does not want to be able to be able to, like, pick him out of a lineup. Yeah. Manuel gives us his story about, like, when he was a little kid, he started hanging out with these older kids who, like, he looked up to and wanted to be like them. And then all of a sudden, they're making him drink. They're making him smoke pot. Then we get the story that they beat the living shit out of him to, like, beat him into the gang. Puts up his hand and he's like, Get him. One of the kids just grabbed me and tackled me to the floor, like speared me to the floor down. You're in. And they just started hugging me, holding me. We'll get your back whenever anything happens. And then they're, quote, holding him, and he's in. I was like, holding? Sounds a little more sensual than I think you mean it to. They, like, force him to do all the shit he doesn't want to do. Then they, like, punch him in the face a couple times, and they're like, welcome. Welcome. Right. And he's like, okay. <laughs> And they're like, you know, this will never happen to you again because we have your back. And it's like, until right. you don't, 5150, I have your number. So in the meantime, Jamie is catfishing the shit out of that guy jokes. <laughs> that poor son of a bitch. You think eventually he'd be like, I need to meet you or at least take a picture next to a newspaper with today's date on it. What the fuck is happening? Neve made an entire career out of people like believing, oh, their webcam is broken. In 2019? <laughs> Everyone has a camera phone. Stop it. They, they're not that person. Or they're your ex-boyfriend. Or they're your ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend fucking with you or something. So, right. God. Totally. So, Jamie's like, this catfish, like, it's a real shitty feeling making someone fall in love with someone who's dead. And Jay yeah. this is what Jamie's like. When I was messaging as Angel, pretending to be her, 
was really, really keeping her alive in my heart. I think that's what made it difficult at the end. It just, it felt like I was stuck, pretending to be her and she wasn't here anymore. It was hard to look at her face every day. Jamie calls Belinda and she's like, girl, you're on your own. I can't do this anymore. I have to, like, Jamie's the adult in the room as the 15-year-old kid. Can we remember that Belinda's the fucking grown-up here? Yeah. Can you please, like, I understand that Belinda is going through her own kind of grief. Oh, where's Jamie's parents, by the way? I don't know. Can somebody be looking out for this fucking 14-year-old kid who's now emotionally wrecked from all this shit that she's been doing? Like, it's it's terrible. And putting herself in danger having this close relationship with 5150 gang members. Where yeah. is the adult? Finally, Jamie wakes up and she's like, oh, wait that oh i have to be the adult i'm the teenager all right i'll do it i quit bye and belinda's like great fuck you jamie so belinda takes over and this is where we just drive full stop off a cliff this is where it's like you see that explosion down in the distance like we're heading right for it i gotta tell you belinda takes over in exactly the same way i would take over of course, of because course. <laughs> it's as though you were running the myspace and then i had to take it over like mm -hmm. it went from like thought out and planned out and well researched to just cocktail teeny o'clock three in the morning i'm blowing this shit up you know what i mean and then it's like you know girl for my own mental health like i really can't do this anymore like trying to like do <laughs> self-care and you're like fuck you move over yeah i'm doing I got it this. you guys it is bananas she just starts fucking going for it she like as opposed to playing the long game and trying to get information like the smart way she's just asking people any questions she feels like asking she's finding out where these people live she's driving past their houses taking pictures of their cars and their license plate she's like oh yeah oh i called ice i was trying to get them all deported yeah and i'm like belinda that girl christy she's like belinda was just kind of uh psycho you know in her own little world and uh loved her to death but she, uh she can be crazy basically what she ends up doing she's like totally lost sight of the goal here because she even says she was like oh i was gonna kill them like i was preaching to my kids like don't murder <laughs> yeah. but like i was about to murder yeah, these yeah. people <laughs> So it's April 4th, and everybody knows 420 is like the whatever symbol for pot or whatever. No, it's April 20th, girl. It's 420. What did I say? April 4th. 4-4, four, four, you guys. Happy 4-4. Four, four. Smoke it up. Happy 4-4, four, four, 44, <laughs> 8, double fours, whatever. No, it's 420. It's April 20th. So she's inspired because everyone's like, oh, let's fucking party. So she's like, how? What if I? <laughs> you guys, this is so crazy. <laughs> Plan this end of the world party, yeah. June 6th, 2006. She's doing it from Angel slash Crystal's MySpace page. It's right. going to be this throw down, knock down, drag out fight in the middle of the fucking desert. But she's like, open bar, 125 strippers. <laughs> And these idiots fall for it. These fucking idiots fall for this. So, I mean, everyone is so fucking stupid. But her plan, though, her plan you is to throw so this party in, like, the middle of the desert. And she's like, I, yeah. I, I really had to find a place where I could see them, but they couldn't see me. So she'd yeah. be, like, hiding in the bushes, and they'd all yeah. come to the party, and there would be Belinda. Oh, I was going to shoot them. I was going to, that was mine. They were mine. I was going to shoot them myself. Yeah, I had a plan, and I had a gun. Are you a good shot? Well, I wasn't going to be that far. I'd just have them pull in and just up on the top and figure we'd get the drop on them. And... Belinda, this is a bad plan. <laughs> it's a bad plan. And everyone from Christy to Amber, yeah, they're like, girl, it's you versus like all the gangs that you pitted against each other like uh -huh. what are you thinking and she's I like know. oh i know what i was thinking it's gonna be the end of their world it's my end of the world party it's the end of their world belinda belinda can you just imagine the brunch over which belinda told it to christy the first time i could just again. see christy like belinda like really trying to reason with her and there's no reasoning there's no, no reasoning there but then, you know, Belinda decides she's not going to do it. She's going to, like, let the law run its course or whatever. But she's still driving the ship behind this account. And she's still fucking with that William Jokes guy. And so it's the day before the party. She's not going to do it. She's at the computer. And this is the scene where they're communicating back and forth. And she, as Angel, is saying to William Jokes, like, do you love me? And he says, you know I do. And she says, then say it. And he says, I love you in all caps. And she says, then why did you kill me this is fucking amazing i think yeah and then it's like 
from him, it's like question mark, question mark. Uh, yeah, I, then why did you kill me? And then she goes, this is Crystal Theobald. I'm the girl you murdered. And he doesn't answer. And then he's yeah. just like in the wind. He's just gone. He totally disappears. To me, that moment was so, it was amazing to watch. Yeah. Like, yeah. and you know, we, we're told in the beginning that these MySpace conversations are recreated from like interviews and stuff. So who knows if it was actually that eloquent, but it was like, I, that they actually used that as the opening shot of the documentary yeah. as well. And I just wrote, this is the fucking most badass opening thing I've ever seen. Like, that is pretty remarkable, I think. Yeah, and even if it was sort of embellished or it's just Belinda's memory, that yeah. response or non-response from jokes was a big enough deal to Belinda because she was like, That's when I gave uh, the detective uh, the MySpace. I handed over the passwords and the MySpace to keep myself in check. So, like, William jokes totally disappears. The cops call in this guy, that guy Manuel, not Manuel, Manuel right. and his brother. And Manuel doesn't say a word, but his brother sings like a canary, which, of course, is against the rules of the gang. Because they were both in the car that night. They were both right. in, they were there the night that Crystal died. And Manuel is, like, operating by the gang code of, like, you don't fucking say anything. And they separate them. So, you've got Manuel in one room and his brother, his brother's name is also William in another room. William sings like a canary and they come in and they're like, ah, oh, your brother just sang like a canary. And Manuel's like, well, fuck that. They're going to fucking kill my brother now. And Manuel just doesn't say a word. Right. And so the gang gets wind of this, that William, the brother, spoke and Manuel didn't. And so yeah. they are moving forward. They're going to kill kill Manuel's brother. There are meetings about it. They tell Manuel they're going to do it. And so Manuel and his brother bail. They leave and yeah. they tell their parents, you have to leave because if we're not here, they will kill you instead, instead of us. Yeah. This gang burns the house down of Manuel's yeah. parents. I mean, and so Manuel gets wind of that and he's like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. I, now I'm going <laughs> to sing like a canary. You fuck yeah. with my parents. You try yeah. to burn their house down, which is horrifying. And he's like, now I'm going to the cops. See what you did? See what you did? <laughs> and because of that, we know what happened because Manuel tells us everything. So what happens is the gang shows up at Manuel's house late at night and they just say, hey, they tried to kill me. So they're talking about a rival gang. So it's the yes. 5150 guys. They pick up Manuel and they're like, we got to go because they were shooting at me. This other gang, we don't know what the other gang is, but they were shooting at me. My daughter was in the car. We got to go take them out. They were driving a big white Ford expedition. This scenario has nothing to do with Crystal or her family. It yeah. was just a big misunderstanding and Crystal actually got caught in the middle. Because all that happened was that like Manuel and that other William Jokes guy, they were driving around looking for this other rival gang. Right. They happened to see Crystal's brother who happened to drive the same kind of car they were looking for. Yep. And they chase him because they assumed that they're affiliated with that other gang. They weren't. And they like basically the two white cars are shooting at each other and Crystal literally, literally got caught in the middle and that's how she was shot and killed. Right, which is like just when you thought it couldn't get any more tragic, like it was all just in vain. It was just yeah. a stupid, stupid, stupid boys and gang misunderstanding and violence for the sake of violence. Yeah, but like that guy, that guy Julio, he was the shooter. So Manuel confirms that. So Julio is sentenced to life without parole. The brothers Manuel and William are not charged, and that guy jokes the one that they've been catfishing the whole time. The driver, he was the getaway driver. He was the getaway driver, and remember, after Belinda confronted him on MySpace, he's like with the why did you kill me? No one ever saw from him again. For like 10 years. For 10 years, they, they don't know where he is. And it ends with Belinda doing tarot cards. Do you have anything to say about this girl? It's a weird, I don't know what deck it is because it's a cards with unity. So it's it's not like a straight tarot deck. It's not like tarot deck that I had that I did a reading for my friend Crystal last night. Actually, Crystal, oh my God, that's <laughs> wow, so crazy. Oh my God. So she's doing these cards and she's trying to say, you know, the high priestess and the justice card and unity. And she says, It shows me that Wherever he is, he's not doing too badly. And the justice card. He's ours. We're gonna get him one day. Better times are coming. Then I, she pulled the justice card and you know, everything will end up okay in the end. We find out. Yeah. Because Belinda's like, I need this guy in prison so Crystal can rest, right? Yes. Two weeks after they filmed that scene of Belinda reading those cards, Jokes is arrested in Mexico. He was married with four kids working as a chili farmer. Bananas! They find this guy two weeks later. There was some tip on Facebook that Belinda got that led to his <laughs> arrest. And it's 14 <laughs> years after Crystal's death. He's sentenced to 22 years for voluntary manslaughter. And I'm like, that's just the getaway drive. 
driver, though, right? Like, yeah. that seems like a lot. But Belinda wanted them all either deported or put away forever. Right. So <laughs> don't ever roll your eyes when I bring out my tarot cards again, I, girl. I, I don't want to see it. My God. <laughs> Why did you kill me? Oh, my goodness, girl. That was crazy. I told you it was going to be a journey. I don't lie. No. <laughs> you guys, if you want more Jillian and me, join us on the Patreon. Over 200 full ad-free bonus episodes to download a binge right now. Everything from All Begun in the Dark to Night Stalker to the oldies like Serial and Tiger King and Don't F with Cats. And McMillions and The Jinx. Yeah. Staircase. All that. All that. All those like long-form series. We got gotcha. you. Yeah. Also, ad-free versions of these episodes. So much stuff over there on the Patreon. Girl, what are we doing next? We, oh boy, this, another big request. We are doing the Cecil Hotel thing, that four-parter from Netflix. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It's been a minute since this came out on Netflix, but it's four parts on Netflix. We're doing it in two parts on TCO. Right. Uh, That hotel manager, I'm very excited to talk about her, girl. I just like... I'm, you're going to get annoyed at me, I think. Why? Because I just, I, I don't agree. I just, I, <laughs> I have thoughts. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out what sentence I'm going to go with when we get there next week. Right now, okay, I can't great. really find it. I just didn't love it. Everyone loved it. I, I didn't. So. Okay, great. <laughs> so stay tuned for the trailer for that, plus our hilarious outtakes, TM, TM, TM. Find us on the internet. You can find me at Patrick Hines on the Instagram. You can find Jillian at Jillian with a G on all the things. Follow True Crime Obsessed on Instagram. It's True Crime Obsessed Podcast. Yeah, because every Tuesday at noon, we hang out with you for half an hour, noon Eastern. We yeah. take questions. We talk about what's on our minds. We talk about the episode. We just hang out for, it's like a cool 30 minutes. That's right. It's the funnest yeah. thing ever. Yeah, it's fun. And we love you guys. We love you. Thank you so so much. Don't catfish people or murder them. Or murder, especially not murdering. I was gonna say, as I'm like catfish, who just don't kill people. God, just don't fucking kill people, you guys. Jesus. All right, bye. Bye. What do you think people imagine when they picture the Cecil Hotel? Is there a room here that maybe somebody hasn't died in? I never got used to that. Never got used to that. Throughout its history, the Hotel Cecil has always had a dark persona. People call it Hotel Death. This was a place where serial killers let their hair down. A hotel with a notorious past is the site of another bizarre case. Elisa Lamb from Vancouver, Canada is missing. The last footage that we have of her was inside the elevator. That's where the case starts to go askew. She kept looking outside the door. Why is the elevator not going anywhere? Is someone keeping her here? Her hand movements are very strange and erratic. Like she's conjuring a spirit. It makes people wonder, is there something evil going on here? It just blew up. In the Web Sleuth community, it created this feeding frenzy. If it's a murder, then you need a murderer. You really don't have the full story. She was running around trying to save her own life. Bad things keep happening here over and over again. This hotel was hiding something. I would have never thought what was about to happen could happen. And all of the casino, um, what do you call the people with the cards that give you the cards? The dealers? <laughs> the dealer. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing. I mean, we'll get into what he has to say, but everyone is calling him Manuel. Yeah. But it's Manuel. <laughs> it's not Lynn Manuel Miranda. It's Manuel. <laughs> As a former 5150 gang member, I'd get the guys a name right. Right. <laughs> They they do a lot worse for a lot less in this 5150. Get the guy's fucking name right. 2006 to 2008 was a real bad time for like sixes looking for tens. You know Uh what I mean? Okay. Everyone was real easy prey before we realized that like catfishing was a real thing. She's like trying to practice Santeria. She can't even say it right. And also don't fuck with Santeria. Don't do that. I actually have that in my notes. It says April 20th, but I was like, that's not right. That's not the day. Girl. <laughs> you got to go outside a little bit. You got to expand your horizons here. I'll be gone in the dark. Uh, what was the one about the Golden State Killer? I'll be gone in the dark. Oh, I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I would be really good at the catfishing, I think. Can you imagine? You get a promotion at work. You buy uh-huh. yourself that white Ford Expedition you've always wanted. You come out in the park. The middle of the night. <laughs> And somebody blows up your car. Kaboom. 